This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top tier lineup. With Leap Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. I'm not going to do the intro, Seb, because we've got to start off hot. Um, Seb, do you like golf? No. No. Not Dave, good. why am I sat here at 9.15 in the morning recording this podcast? Yeah, all right. It's the final round of the Masters <laughs> this evening, isn't it? Probably the greatest golf tournament in the world, or probably the Open is, but the Masters is close close behind. So, um, yeah, I, I take I take full responsibility for that. <laughs> thank you and Seb for your understanding and, and, and patience with it all. Uh, we're, we're neither understanding nor patient about I know you're it. Not. This has actually been quite funny, Dave, because um, I, I know nothing about golf, but through the years of the podcast, I can always remember this weekend. It's, ben, you need, you know, I need to, <laughs> I, I need to, I need to be out of here pretty soon. We've got to. Yeah, we've got I mean, to it is still the I say the open. It's still it's still up there. You know, you have like the honorary starters. So it was Jack Nicholas and Gary Player. They they don't play in it. Obviously, they're in their eighties, but hit the first shots on Thursday morning. It's just and they still hit so, the ball at eighty. They bloody well can Gary Player <laughs> wow. is just absolutely incredible I think Gary Player at like 82 still does something like a thousand sit-ups a day or something ridiculous, ridiculous. absolutely ridiculous so you know, Mick Jagger runs eight miles per day or something um, and what it is you? It, you know for a golfer and one, there are one or two golfers in the like myself Mike well, I don't class himself as a golfer but like golf myself Mikey Rich Joe I think to a degree um it is the start of the golf season really so nice. yeah. we 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 humor them Seb, it, it's just just you and me that don't watch it, isn't it? I think so. I think we're the odd ones out, aren't we? I mean, when Dave was talking there, all I could think of was the Alan Partridge shrug because I've got no <laughs> idea what he's what he's talking about, and I have no idea. But <laughs> smile and nod along, and yeah, there are friends, Seb. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> let, let them let them enjoy their golf. Um, quite old week then, guys. I guess, um, and um, just a big thumbs up to the the pod team, obviously. Oh, yeah, uh, things broke, and as you can imagine, we try our best to be across it. We, I think, we've been ahead of this um, takeover reasonably well, and then it was just a case of, right, 
Who's not say, at work? Can we get can we get live, Dave? Can I give a shout out for Joe's wonderful bib as well? I think that needs to be mentioned, doesn't it? The bib's iconic, isn't yeah, it? It is, yeah. it is um, now. It is now. And I, I thought the way he framed the picture of the bib hanging over the chair that um that that was a, that was a nice one. Um, so and then Richard has followed up with um the interview with Nick Ames from The Guardian, which has been... Actually, Richard's done two um, excellent interviews. It's great to get the journalist takes because, Seb, as much yeah. as we try and be balanced, it's hard to get out of the bubble sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, massively. It's always nice to hear outside influences. And what I always love is, you know, both Nick and Jim White, they always say how how respected Ipswich is, you know, how loved yeah. Ipswich is. And it's absolutely great to hear. Obviously, we're all biased. We're fans from from young and we, we, we watch week in, week out. But when you hear these exterior guys saying what a great club it is, you know, the attraction of it, it's, it, it, it makes you feel so much better, doesn't it? So you will notice the only two people we haven't heard on the takeover are sat in front of me. Well, not in front of me, but on my screen. So, um, Dave, can you, I think you can give a bit of a different angle because you've got such a broad knowledge going, going back such a long time. Um, talk to me about this day in terms of the actual history of the club, big picture. Well, it's seismic, really, for the club, isn't it? I mean, you know, you know, I don't go back there still, but as far as some, but well, I, I suppose I do because it's always that it was the Cobalt Dynasty, wasn't it? It was. Soon as you say Dynasty. that, I think about GB on the Naked Football Show. Someone okay. who goes back further than you. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is, there is someone actually. I'm sure there's, there's some, there's some, there's something out there even older than GB. I'm sure, but I mean, yeah, I'm sure there are. But yeah, it was the you know the Cobalt Dynasty, and then. Obviously, um, uh, it's that John Cobble passed away early um, early eighties, and then Patrick, his brother, who took over um, early nineties, and then obviously we have the you know the David Sheepshanks era with still some Cobble involvement on the board. I think Philip Hope Cobble was still involved on the board. Um, then um, clearly needed new investment, and a new owner came along in Marcus Evans in what two thousand and seven, and clearly. Uh, Look, it just for, for one reason or another, and it's been well documented over the past past few days, and and certainly you know I heard Rich talking about it on Radio Suffolk, and and, and you guys have debated it. Um, for for one reason or another, um, it just didn't it didn't really work. So the club was you know really screaming out for new new investment, new owners, and um, yeah, um, I suppose the story initially broke month ago would it have been it was post i'm pretty sure it's sorry it was pre-cook being appointed i think um certainly well we'll get to that um certainly was so the story originally broke about a month ago and um and i think we all said at the time and then it took a bit of De a deaf info de dave was keeping quiet then said wasn't he a month i was ago, keeping right? quiet yeah. then I, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna yeah he didn't um, even go in our own whatsapp group either did he deaf info no, dave no 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 and then and and then um uh, you know, it cooled off, what, two weeks ago it cooled off? I mean, obviously then during the time, you know, Cook was Lambert went, Cook was appointed and we think, OK, this is all part of the bigger plan. Uh, and then, um, you know, it seemed to have taken a bit of a dive. What two weeks ago was it? Just just before he's taking a dive. And then, and then again, there was much speculation. I think over last weekend that, yep, yep, you see a few tweets coming coming out, and one or two things on social media that yes, it's going to happen this week. And sure enough, it was um, it was announced Wednesday Wednesday morning. Um, not to ninety nine point nine percent of everybody's surprise, but perhaps one or two internally within the club surprise. Stop which, it. It's a surprise. Um, so, yeah, much needed. Um, look, you know, you, you've, you've heard the guys particularly interested to hear, to see and hear um, 
Um, like O'Leary's initial initial interview, which he came across, I thought very well. You know, clearly respects the traditions of the club, understands the traditions of the club. So, you know, exciting times ahead, I think. <laughs> um, um, Seb, Seb, we can yeah. put a little bit more meat on the bone here, Seb, because when we did the first shows, as Dave just mentioned, um, and impressed by the level of openness, Seb, because Roughly. we had all 60 minutes from um, uh, Mike O'Leary and Brett Johnson, Um well, just just take me through um, your reactions from it happening, and then um, put a little bit of extra meat on that chicken bone um, as you've um, gone through the um, next couple of days. Well, obviously, just the, the excitement, like everybody, when the news broke, I was sat in work all day. I was single manning in my office, and I was just constantly pressing refresh and, and wanting to ignore <laughs> everything coming in so I could follow it and watch the live stream, etc. So excitement is obviously the, the the number one feeling when it broke. And then the more you would hear from them all, you know, I'm very impressed with what O'Leary said, and then the hour-long press conference at nighttime, we've probably heard more from these two new guys in the space of an hour than we did in the first 10 years of Evans, 11 years of Evans. So it's just, you know, it's so exciting potentially what could happen now. I understand, obviously, you know, things are going to be difficult in terms of the the, the short term, I guess. I guess they've probably written this season off and we'll look to really, really build next year and and, and move up the leagues, hopefully, quite quickly. Um, but overall, just just really, really excited. And hopefully for the for the younger fans, it's a, a chance to really see something. Dave's obviously been through the, the two cup finals. You and me obviously have sat through the Burley years and watched us in the Premier League and stuff. But there is there is now a whole generation of Ipswich Town fans that was really, really starting to slip away, I think, with Norwich up the road, you know, going back up and... West Ham doing well there was a real chance we would start to lose some of our our local younger fan base and now hopefully with these guys at the helm we'll start to see some good times coming back to, to Portman Road and, and what really excites me as well is their track record of I, I know that the three the three Lions have a, a really small stake in it but their track record of what they've done with other clubs is really exciting this isn't just a normal businessman coming in Mark Evans was a ticket you know a ticket merchant etc this is somebody who's got a proven track record of improving clubs and if they can do half the things they've done with with Phoenix and with Helsingor they, they do over here then I, I think we're in for a really really exciting few years hopefully Dave you're kind of uniquely poised out of all of us you won't mind us saying you you talk to these type of people for your work don't you um executives and directors and um things that are, are they all that good at talking <laughs> very convincing people no. aren't they no, I'd really? say I'd probably say I'd probably say not. No, I wouldn't say I really talk to that many people at that high level for goodness right, okay. sake. But um, no, I mean I agree with Seb. I mean what was really refreshing was just the general openness, particularly from um, well from both of them, from from Brett Johnson and, and Michael O'Leary. Their openness was fantastic, and as and as Seb quite rightly said, you know that's more than we got for from Evans for the, all of his tenure. And then when you did get it from Evans during his tenure, clearly it was as we all know it was quite heavily. <laughs> they're heavily scripted so um look you know you don't can't, get me you know, on that blooming flip chart again I'm no i know i know negative I know. comments against me on twitter on that one but so far so good um obviously the next step now is the appointment of a ceo where I mean, it's all thought to be the guy from um i think mark ashton from bristol city is what is heavy speculation <laughs> and that that i don't think has been confirmed yet so that's the next step um 
but yeah, yeah, hopefully exciting times. And again, as Seb said, you know, I, I often refer to my youngest, Kieran, who he's what, 22. So yeah, he's known one half decent season, which is the 14, 15 playoff season. So yeah, exciting times ahead for people like that. Because, you know, he, I use him as a prime example. You know, he's as mad keen as I am and his older brother is, but he was beginning to, he was just beginning to lose interest as well. So yeah, hopefully this will rekindle, rekindle that and, um, and you know, and similar interest similar interest from others right Seb where are we with the cull um because we heard who were the players um who weren't going to be offered contracts it was Barry Cotter and yeah, Cotter was was paid up wasn't he and then since then obviously one there but there was one more before this latest four wasn't there I'm trying to trying to remember because we spoke about it on the pod um, there's six there's six now yeah, and there were rumours yeah. of Dylan Crow, but that's not been confirmed by the club that's yet. That's right, think. yeah, yeah. That right, was on okay. social media saying he'd been paid off, but that's not been confirmed yet. So what's what's the latest this week, Seb? Um, lots of goalkeepers going out from <laughs> discussions before we hit the red button. Yeah, so obviously the two the two keepers have moved on. Shebeck and Wright have been released, and then we've looked at uh, the two the two Browns and uh, Viral was the other one. I'm on Falami as well, who's spent the year down in down in Australia. They've all now been released, obviously. So the the clear out has started. I guess we might probably now the takeover is done, potentially see a couple of the first teamers maybe in the next few weeks, just before <laughs> the end of the season, start to get start to get the ones that aren't going to be well yeah <laughs> the ones that aren't going to be kept on might start to get paid off early i guess yeah um but it's a bit of a wait and see the the clear out has clearly started you know joe's said on this pod before kieran dyer wants is it 10 players 10 11 players next year and we've got such a bloated squad and there's there's a lot in that category of sort of early 20s who we tend to give a year to to see if they'll yeah, make it the next year and another one and another one that mentality i guess is now kind of you know that's the that's the end of that kind of era I guess they're going to be a little bit more ruthless now. We're going to look to to, to really trim things down and and, and focus on a, a core of the squad. DD? Yeah, I mean, I'm a bit surprised. I think uh, that Pishbeck may be the keeper. I mean, that perhaps indicates to me that you know yeah, they're obviously they're perhaps happy, they're happy with obviously Cornell and Cornell and Holy. Perhaps a bit surprised at that. Not not too surprised at the heavily tattooed Harry White. Um, Harry Harry White. Harry Wright. Um, the other the other. Uh, I can't say I've seen much of Kai of Kai Brown. Um, obviously Ben Falami had that little run in the first team. Um, scored did he against Millwall? Was that no good? Or, you know, look, look quite, look quite good. Then again, unfortunate injury. So he's obviously spent time back in Australia. The one that does surprise me, I've only seen him a couple of times, and Joe is much, much, much more authority than me. Is Zach Brown? I saw him play a couple of times, and he is lightning quick, absolutely lightning quick, and quite physical too. From what I saw, I really liked him. But again, maybe I haven't obviously haven't seen him for what eighteen months, so maybe he just hasn't kicked on, kicked on from there. So. Um, yeah, um, and I, I really can't say much about the, the the French lad, but yeah, you know, always unfortunate. But as as Seb quite rightly said, you know, the squad is massive, so yeah, there'll be more of this in the coming weeks, no doubt. Quite a good segue there, Dave. It's not next on my running order, but the under eighteen. Speaking of oh. um, under eighteens and um, youngsters coming through, so this is the FA Youth Cup, yeah, quarterfinals. Um, and a 1-0 win yesterday over Middlesbrough. And I think we'd all throw our hands up and defer to Joe on this, and we'll get him to speak about it next time he's on. He's not going to be on an, on Tuesday either, um, so you might have to wait for Joe's views. Oh, hey, um, I mean, by, the, by the time he speaks, it might be you might be through the semi-final, because I think... <laughs> might the, have won uh, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The quarter's next, next Saturday. Absolutely, yeah, brilliant for the kids. I mean, it is, you know, the FA Youth Cup is still the... Blue ribband, you know, a, a, um, 
you know tournament um for you know kids of that you know kids of that age uh and just fantastic because i think borough although they played it away from the riverside and not even at their training ground i think they played some obscure bishop auckland or somewhere like that um uh, i think they're category category one so you know another sort of feather on our cap there and um it didn't see much of it, but what we did see was the goal and the, the goal celebrations. Absolutely fantastic. I think it was Albie Armin scored the goal. Good turn goal. Great celebration. You know, you see the keeper running forward and a really <laughs> nice tweet from his father. Yeah, Mikey his father, said I don't that earlier. That was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Sort of saying, oh, you're almost you know, walking on air this morning. You know, what a, what a day for the lad. Absolutely fantastic. You know, we've got a great sort of history. You know, won it twice in the 70s, won it back in, what, 2005. So, absolutely superb and um yeah looking at the teams left in I, I don't i didn't really look at any the other results yesterday if they had games were played yesterday but the, there was a likes of man city still there chelsea spurs i think west ham was still there i believe um so big big clubs with big 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 academies there so what an achievement and we've drawn we've got um sheffield united at home so you'd think a great opportunity i mean even you know yeah, you know, even to get to the quarters is a fantastic opportunity. Um, you know, fantastic achievement. But to get through next Saturday, yeah, next weekend to the semi-finals, absolutely brilliant. And again, that that just generally gives the club a lift. You know, there's something to point to there, isn't it? Brilliant. Uh, absolutely, yeah, brilliant, brilliant stuff. So, uh, congratulations to the under 18s Um, Seb, Luke Thomas. Um, this has been a weird one, hasn't it? Because um, here comes clang a name drop. I was actually able to ask. Valerian Ishmael in a press conference about Luke Thomas and his his body language Loved that. changed changed a little bit as soon as I mentioned his name. Yeah, a bit um, prickly, did he? So he bit got prickly. a bit. He got a bit <laughs> prickly. Yeah, and he's a very big, scary man. If you've ever seen him on the on what the TV, man, my God, what a <laughs> what man. manager as Flip well. Yeah, dearie me. Um, so Luke Thomas came in, um, uh, Seb, and. You know, with possibly a, a certain um, reputation as um, having been a bit difficult at, at Barnsley, and I tried to big him up, saying I'd you know seen him do bits and bobs, and then he sort of disappeared. Um, you know, just wasn't in the team, wasn't anywhere. So we've heard from Luke Thomas on social media. Um, I'll I'll paraphrase for my mental and physical health. I need to take a few weeks away from the game. That I love. Um, so I, I don't know what's happened there. Um, obviously, um, if it's a struggle, we extend our um, sort of sympathy and our and our best wishes. But um, what an interesting, slightly odd um, loan spell from Luke Thomas Seven. I, I suspect we've we've seen we've seen the last of him. Yeah, it seems that way, doesn't it? I mean, he was he was tracked in the media a, a good few weeks before he joined, and then he came in, and wasn't there a bit of a to and fro between him and the Barnsley manager, where he said, "I just want to go out and play football," and that might be why you got that that frosty uh, that frosty answer from the from the Barnsley guy. He, he didn't really do anything, if we're being honest, on the pitch. You know, he started a few games, but I I think what we were after was an out and out attacking winger. You know, maybe cutting inside, playing on the on the wrong side, like an inverted inside <laughs> forward or inverted winger, and we wanted to add some goals and creativity 
like Leo Neal said, but he never really got going. And then he completely disappeared from the squad. And there were a few things on Twitter and a few things on TWTD saying he's no longer at the at the club. Obviously, you can't terminate a loan during, without it being a transfer window. So it all went very, very quiet. And then this statement came out. So we won't see him again. Like you said, we wish him, wish him all the best. I guess he needs to take a break for himself. And hopefully he'll come back at the summer, back to Barnsley and, and, and look to look to start afresh and hopefully the break will, will do him some good so we extended my sympathies but from a, from a loan point of view it was a it was a very strange one and a bit of a waste wasn't it let's be honest I'm going to do a wrestling reference Dave because <laughs> it's, Wrestle, it's Wrestlemania tonight and Shawn uh, Michaels once dropped the belt and you're going to be this... watching Wrestlemania instead of the Masters that's the that's the real reason we're doing this now isn't it <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you've thrown Dave under the bus and you're <laughs> bloody exactly oh no it's always a start. that's tremendous <laughs> I like exactly Shawn Michaels who you've probably heard of you two he dropped the belt and he did this emotional thing I've lost my smile I need to I need to go oh. away and find my smile oh. so we hope Luke Thomas goes away and finds his smile oh. and um, comes yeah. back stronger although probably not at Barnsley from um, what we're what we're ascertaining we may see him in League One or possibly I, I think Championship Club will Barnsley, um, Barnsley nailed on have a pop Premier next year aren't they my God no I think Bournemouth might have something to say about that <laughs> yeah, with the way true. the way the league is trending at the moment but yeah, true. there we go um Dave I, I don't suppose you'll have much to say on this but the season ticket uh, this is the final news notice we're stringing out the news today I wonder why, <laughs> why, why, why <laughs> just as well so just as well that that, that event happened this week right uh, so Dave Pat you, you, you see on YouTube now you can see the um the secret signals we give Dave when we want him to go five minutes on something now but I I don't suppose you'll have much to say. The season ticket decisions have been delayed. That's um, a big, you know, potential chunk of money yeah, that that is, you know, <clears throat> very important. And um, I suppose it's going to kind of set the tone for, we hear a lot from, um, particularly from Brett Johnson about community and all this type of thing. I suppose this is, you know, the first chance to perhaps back up if they can do um, something good for children um, for no, season tickets, you know. And- absolutely. Something was required. Something was required. I mean, okay, you know, when the when the when the takeover was announced, you you assume that's more to do with the tax year more than any more than anything else. But yeah, um, uh, you know, this should you'd think give some impetus because good grief let's face it it's a impetus was needed in potential season ticket in potential potential season ticket sales um i mean obviously results on the pitch would help to an even greater extent um and some goals would help to an even greater extent but um yeah you know the takeover should have a should have some sort of positive effect at least at least for christ's sake there's something for them to write about on the season ticket renewals now for goodness yeah. sake because how they would have spun that prior to this god i've got an know, idea okay. dave Hashtag a new era. <laughs> Do you know what? You might be onto something there. You know, that simple sounds... is best. Simple is best. That sounds but, um, good. Yeah, they needed to, they needed to certainly hang on hang on to something. So um, yeah, we'll see. Um, I, I haven't read too much about it. Is it going to be this week next? Well, I haven't I haven't really heard too much read too much about it. To be fair, I guess they've got to make some decisions pretty quickly. Um, yep. And uh, I mean, we've said it a million times on the pod. This. This opportunity, the stadium is half empty, two thirds empty. Some of the times, it does feel somewhat of a of a white elephant, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, these two huge stands behind the goal that um, 
that were built for another time and another situation that we're not in at the moment. And can you get the kids in for goodness sake, let them in for free with their parents and, you know, um, and really get, get those um, OAP tickets, you know, get them cheap, get them, get them down, not increase the price and, and, what not but let's see let's see what they do it's always yeah, I mean, I've written, I've written to be an opportunity a, there i've written quite a direct email to the club with regard to concessions for over 58 so um, <laughs> yeah we'll see what they come back with <laughs> that is niche we'll see that what they come niche. back with yeah well yeah actually no sorry over 50 sorry what we're talking about over 59 yeah 58 <laughs> over 59 by the new by the new season yeah, oh, well, dear, hopefully we'll tremendous. see more and more of these kind of offers because didn't Brett Johnson do one pound beers at Phoenix Rise oh, and kind of stuff? So late, don't you? Hopefully we'll see. You know, these kind of see one pound pies, one pound pies, but then you know, with a couple more pie outlets because one pound pie. <laughs> yeah. Imagine a queue for one pound pie. You'd miss like half a second half. Now, and you still can't pay on card. <laughs> and you still can't stay there. I have a segue because you know what I'd like to see. Oh, oh yeah, you know what yeah, I'd yeah. like to see, Seb. Everyone wants to hear what I'd like to see in the concourse. A favourite chicken stand. That would do. That would do for me. Set it up, and favourite chicken could be inside the stadium. Um, now, I may or may not have told you the correct address for this last time. Um, you can go via favouritechicken.co.uk um, to get your Blue Monday offer here. Uh, remember. It's an American favourite, but we're okay with the American spellings of things now. So leave the U out. However, there is a specific URL to get to the Ipswich store, which is chicken-ipswich.co.uk. Why would you go there? Why would you go there? Because if you're a Blue Monday listener, you can get yourself a nice, juicy 20% discount on your favourite chicken order. For um, It's a delivery-only store in Ipswich. So go through the website at chicken-ipswich.co.uk and when you go and check out um, BM20 is the discount code. You can also um, go through favouritechicken.co.uk but you must go down the store finder. Uh, we haven't had to do any of this, Dave, because they've been nice enough to just send us some chicken, haven't they? But I mean, I'm, you need I'm to going go... to take that down. I'm licking my lips now. I'm just looking <laughs> at it. You've got to take what, it down. Uh... I'm salivating. At 9.37 in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Nice favourite chicken for breakfast, yeah. Um, But uh, so store finder, store locator, and you must go to the Ipswich one, which will then redirect you. Um, Dave and I have been lucky to um, have this lovely food, and um, they fed our families as well. Um, Really? Seb, you're you're up in the northwest. Are you excited to come to Ipswich and get your favourite chicken and use your Blue Monday BM20 discount code? I am, absolutely. I mean, the closest one to me, I think, is Wolverhampton, but obviously I won't get the discount code there. So the, the next time I'm back home, I will certainly be paying a uh, uh, paying a visit via the online store and getting some delivered. I think it's worth pointing out as well that since these guys have started sponsoring the pod, one of the Blue Monday team has moved back to Ipswich. <laughs> now, that may be a complete coincidence, but like me, his closest one was Wolverhampton, and he is now, as of yesterday, a, uh, a resident back in Suffolk. So I think for his housewarming party, it'll be uh, it'll be favourite chicken all round, wasn't it? You're right well, there, Seb. He assured, he assured me it's nothing to do with relocating the watch no. switch down. It's purely a relocation based on the chicken outlet. <laughs> he, he never moved um, for the last few years, did he? It was only when no, these guys didn't. came he around and he me. made the decision. So yeah. I think a massive platter at his uh, his housewarming party will be uh, will be just the ticket. <laughs> Absolutely That's tremendous. And 
And Dave, you and you and the boys had um, a, a nice old banquet, didn't you? Pretty much that. Pretty much that. What's on screen there? Pretty, yeah, but yeah. Between us, yeah, no, it was absolutely, absolutely excellent. Yeah, a couple of Sundays ago, so that was very, very well received. Yeah, Ben, I can't believe you haven't composed the chicken song, or even, a, or even, a, or even a chi- I'm, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure there's one there somewhere. That sounds good to me. Yeah. Oh, um, leave sorry, that. sorry, sorry, listeners, sorry, subscribers. What have I just done? Leave that. Leave that with me. I'll work on that. So, uh, one more time, um, specifically for the Ipswich store, chicken-ipswich.co.uk, BM20 as your discount code. Um, there are sponsors until the end of the season. We um, we'd love you to when you're watching the Euros and watching England. Are we going to be allowed to have people over? To watch these games, I think we might be able to it uh, at this point. Yeah, um, my middle of May, yeah, reckon. yeah. Get get your get your chicken in your favourite favourite chicken. BM twenty at the checkout. Right? Are you ready to talk about another nil nil draw? <laughs> <laughs> how, how many Seb? How many nil nils is it now? Oh God, far too many. I mean, three of the last five alone are nil nil, aren't they? So. All I can say is it's, just like, it's not a live stream. At least we've got more we can talk about in this kind of thing. Sometimes when it's me and Rich doing a live stream after a nil deal, we really struggle. You're really so, stringing uh, it out, aren't you? Yeah, at least there's an extra person here and we can hopefully get through it quite quickly. Well, it's, it's, it's just unfortunate because me and Ben are, I think me and Ben are doing Tuesday after the 4-4 four, four away draw at Wimbledon. So uh, <laughs> we'll get to bed about midnight. Jordan Spence making an amazing return to head the, head the winner in the last, in the last seconds. Go. Oh, yeah. that Millwall game. That's one of the oh. best games. Yeah, brilliant that was. Absolute carnage. Um, this wasn't. Uh, so we'd hyped up MK as the um, statistical <clears throat> darlings of the division and um, lots of drone footage of their beautiful training sessions um, pinging the ball about. And then um, Joe said, yeah, but they don't score any goals, do they? <laughs> so, um, and they didn't score any goals uh, this week. End. So it was Ipswich nil, MK Dons nil, under the stewardship of um, a former foe in uh, ex-Norwich right-back, Russ Martin. Can I do another name drop? Go. Russ Martin, who I met. It, this is a great Blue Monday oh, name drop. Did. Who I met in a Wagamama yeah, <laughs> outside, yeah, the, <laughs> outside the Milton Keynes Stadium. I went to see... No, do you know, I didn't even think I... Did I go to a game? I might, have gone, I might have gone shopping with Shaley because there's a big H&M. So I can't remember. I think I might have gone to see Milton Keynes versus AFC Wimbledon. I don't remember. I don't remember oh, yesterday. Anyway, and I met Russ, Russ Martin in the Wagamama outside the stadium, which is the closest Wagamama to any stadium, surely, in world football. Is, unless they've put a Wagamama inside Wembley Stadium, which wouldn't be, wouldn't be beyond the realms of um, possibility. There's a lot of product placement here. Is there? Yeah. Um, we don't have a discount code for Wagamama. I should probably stop mentioning rival food. You mentioned like five times in the last minute. <laughs> Hearing me. Um, move on, as Dave um, classically says. Uh, right, here is your 11 for Ipswich. Holly in goal, Wolfenden, Nciala, Chambers, Ward and Edwards, wide, wingbacks, call them what you like, Dazelle, Downs, Bishop, Drynan and Dobra. Dave, your thoughts on that 11? Wagamama. Um, <laughs> my thoughts on that 11? Um, uh, well, it's, it's certainly different, wasn't it? I mean, good to say. I mean, two things here. First of all, brilliant to see, and we'll get onto that a little bit later, brilliant to see Tristan Nyden back in the back in the squad and on the bench. Absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Um, obviously, Jackson out. Um, I 
personally didn't even watch the didn't watch the Rochdale game, but yeah, apparently he made little or no as as other other forwards he made little or no impact there. So he was completely out of the squad, and obviously drying in with um, uh, Dobra, um, Amando Dobra just playing slightly slightly behind him. Um, yeah, a bit of a departure, but you look at it. Oh, and the other obviously the other big thing, Flynn Downs, Flynn Downs coming back in the centre midfield. So. Yeah, you know, on the face of it, okay, it's a, it's another throw of the, it's another throw of the dice and a, a plan D E or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't necessarily have a problem with that. He's got, he's got to look at these players and he's got to find something that works and converts into, converts into goals. Um, unfortunately, Seb, we do, you, know. do you reckon we can get to plan what M? <laughs> well, we've still or, got, yeah, it was it eight games to go? So if he changes the times in game, there's no reason why we can't push past the alphabet and start with A1, <laughs> A2, whatever. I think it's interesting on there as well. I didn't see it as a 3-5-2. When it kicked off, it seemed to almost be a 4-4-1-1. Yeah, he was playing with, behind him. Wasn't yeah, yeah. Dobra was in behind Drinan and sort of Dizel seemed to be kind of out slightly to the left. So I guess we might see a few of these kind of more experimental lineups for the remainder of the season if the if the playoffs do ever go out of reach because bizarrely at the moment they're still not. But if they do ever oh, go out of reach, then um, we might, I guess he's got to see these guys to start making decisions pretty quickly with the the contract situation yeah just to protect myself from pedantic comments which will inevitably come i read that off sofa score um if you have any issues with sofa score's perception of ipswich's shape yesterday you can contact them um at sofascore.com and please leave me out of it anyone Um, can decipher the shape but yeah (laughs) well there you go um there is the mk team uh fisher the legend Lewington. I want I want a Lewington and Coppinger. Um what 1400 games between Match them or 1500 incredible. Yeah. Um uh, Darling Jules, Harvey Laird, O'Reilly, Sirman, McEckran, Fraser, <laughs> and Grigg um up top. Will Grigg's on fire. Your defense is terrified. Um Dave, what happened in the first half? And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. 
Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, Will Griggs on fire. Will Griggs been heavily linked, hasn't he, this week? Which is on, has, the, yeah. on the face of that yesterday, I'm fairly um, got open mind about. Take on the first <laughs> half. Um, yeah, yeah, as we thought, MK and as Joe said, MK played lovely, tried to play lovely, pretty football, which is good and quite easy on the eye, but don't think they had a cutting edge at, at all. Um, and I can remember us creating one pretty decent, pretty decent chance where. Um, Downs wins the ball as he's his one run up really well, sort of fairly central near half, and Edwards got 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 free for once and a good ball and Dobra they should score, shouldn't he? I suppose he's lunging a bit, sort of comes in from about six yards, gets his toe with the ball and that just goes the wrong side of the post into the side netting, doesn't it? That that was the chance of the first half, really. Other than that, pretty nondescript. I don't think I've missed much out, really, other than that. Um yeah, we huffed again, we sort of huffed and puffed to Zell. Don't start me. You know, a couple of corners floated into the keeper's arms, which Mills was saying, oh, yeah, they weren't bad, you know, with pace on. But, well, no, Mick, they're too they're too strong. Yes, they might go in if the goalkeeper completely misses them, but they're right, you know, he catches them at the far post. So, yeah, just fairly fairly nondescript, as as a lot of our, our sort of halves of first halves of football have been most of the season, really. Um, the, so, the only thing, oh, sorry, to, sorry to jump in, the only thing about the Dobra chance, I know he missed it, but I was encouraged the fact he got there, if that makes no, sense. Point. How many yeah. times have we seen in the last few weeks, yeah. if Trinan holds the ball up in the channel, there is nobody in the box, you know, yeah, the midfielders point. aren't making those runs. So I know he should have scored, he should have should have done yeah, better, not... but at least he was there. He's got that natural attacking instinct, hasn't he, which yeah, so no, that far wasn't... hasn't been you're... coached out of him. Playing yeah, he's not, look, he's not a natural goal scorer, a natural no. striker. And, I, you know, I thought he had a half-decent game, you know, he worked hard and he's always neat and tidy, isn't he? And you're right, I I wasn't, I wasn't being overcritical for missing. He, yeah, he should score, but he's he sort of score, on the yeah. lunge. He gets there, he's on the lunge, isn't he? You know, a bit unlucky, I suppose you'd say, really. Yeah, but that and it's typical. It was, it was the first time Edwards put a decent ball, and I think all game that was his one yes. good delivery, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we'll move on to the second half. Then I think you guys, are, <laughs> I think you guys have covered that. Um, Income Nidam for his return, Sears, um, Judge, Ready. Uh, Parrot. Hawkins, um, uh, take me through the second half. Do you want to go first, Seb? Um, double save from Holly, wasn't yeah. there? I thought um, Good double save, yeah, and the free yeah. kick as well. He tipped it around the post, didn't That's he? It's a really clever free kick, actually. That wasn't. Yeah. There you that go. Was, can so, even, that was that was Sir even, Man, wasn't it? That was Sir Man, wasn't it? They can even over, <laughs> can even over Finbow. They can even <laughs> overplay the overplay a oh, free man. kick and uh, get. get <laughs> stop. <laughs> That was a great save. That, uh, to be it fair was, to, yeah. and I think Rich, Rich made the comment. <laughs> great comment. He said, "Yeah, good save." Sort of like uh, holy dives and makes a save. Sort of klaxon. Yeah, it was a hell of a save actually. It was, and they they looked more like to score, didn't they? With that yeah, with the double God, save yeah. and the free kick, you know, at that point they were the ones kind of knocking on the door, and we still had absolutely nothing about us up front. I In think fact, the, was I think the ADD than... gave him man of the match yesterday. I think holy. I, 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 I think, think he deserves that. that yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw like, Andy Warren's. Post-match ratings, um, Seb, um, and he had, I think he had Holy as his man of the yeah, match yeah. as well. Um, any any <laughs> hint that we were going to score in the second half, Seb? 
I didn't think so. I mean, he changed things up, didn't he? We saw Parrot come in and Judge. And I, th- I think we went to a 4-2-3-1, it looked like, with sort of Edwards on the right, Judge in the number 10, and uh, somebody on the left. I've lost track of who came on and who went off. Hang on a minute. But, now, that is plan A, isn't it? That is plan so A, yeah. So, we've gone back from ED all yeah. the way back to A. Sorry, yeah. go on. I think Sears sort of went on the left. and then, But then five minutes later, he'd be up front with Drennan. So, it was a, a bit of a, a mismatch of formations, but nothing really looked like happening. No matter who the personnel were, no matter how the formation changed, I I think, think anything like happening apart from the the Sears chance, which I guess we'll discuss in a minute. Yeah, I or think now, what was um, else happened. What was interesting, he pulled off the central midfield too, didn't he? So Dizel yeah. Bishop were got the uh, got pulled off, and then um, yeah, good to see Nidham and um, you know Nidham and Judge came on, and we showed a little bit more. Yeah, Nidham was yeah a bit neat and tidy. Was he? I think he offers you a bit more. I think Dizel just needs. I know he's like he's played pretty much every game as it's seven seven games to go. Wouldn't be surprised if he start. He didn't start on Tuesday. It and if, and if, if, if Cook wants, sorry, Dave, if Cook wants to play four, two, three, one, then probably yeah. Downs and Nidham are a better two, I aren't agree. they? Because you've got the, the box to box, the energy, and the kind of tenacity amongst them, rather than I guess Dizel and Bishop. Totally agree. And Bishop really didn't show yesterday. You, you know, again, what you're looking for is Bishop is getting that ball, you know, committing defenders, driving on. He just didn't see, I mean, maybe just didn't have the opportunity yesterday. But I mean, I think looking at the stats, incredible. You think we only had, th- which again, we half expect. I think we only had 34% possession yesterday. Um, you know, you didn't see any any of that. From Zero Bishop, shots so. on target, Dave. Uh, well, uh, my son informs me that's now 200 so from 10 minutes into the second half of what would have been a bristol rovers game three games ago two or three games ago um we haven't had a shot on target for 215 minutes apparently shocking isn't it shocking oh, there was that one in the second half wasn't there sears took the touch and should have got the shot off earlier but obviously didn't and then he's got the one where he he kind of chips it wide and, and, oh, and man the, that that, that one was a chance that one for me was the chance of the game sears also was... i think than the dobra one because he because of oh. sears experience and being a striker and where he was you know that, that was the one for me he should have done sears is weird yesterday so sears came on you think you know meh okay um apart you know when he has when he has come on Brutal. bless you know all love him you know hard working but you know um just hasn't well he obviously injured out for that period it just hasn't happened for him last you know since he has been back um uh, he had that first chance where he oh, get a shot off get a shot when yeah. he just yeah he just lost control of the ball and then he had a great great effort where the ball came to him one touch bang just wide really gonna think oh hello and then you know with the chance and again we weren't really going to recreate anything i think as a hoof from wolfenden wasn't it well not a hoof you know ball down the line Defender got caught underneath it. Keeper's coming out, and he's you know the ball's just bouncing perfectly, and he's he's tried the it's a hard well, he still should score. He's tried the sort of side foot, lift it over the keeper instead of like getting his laces on it and so and um oh, he just puts it wide. It's such a good chance, wasn't it? He yeah, just such a good chance. And I I think you know as I mentioned before, I think had um had not again you know how often we said it had Norwood been playing yesterday with with. I think we'd have won comfortably yesterday. Well, yeah. it's funny you should mention James Norwood um, because we're going to parlay that into one of our favourite places, the Ipswich Town Twitter, um, <laughs> where during the game we were having fun and games. Um, so, uh, look, this has come up a lot. We're going to mention it. Why not? Um, uh, this is James Norwood's Twitter, at jnorwood underscore 10, um, who has taken a picture of his MacBook Air <laughs> um, and he appears to be watching the game on iFollow. We cannot confirm or deny whether he has clicked home commentators or away commentators. Um, if he has clicked home commentators, Seb, who would he be hearing? It'll be Brenner and Mick Mills, won't it, from the Radio <laughs> Suffolk feed? Club Brent, captain, Brenner club and legend, Mick Mills. all-time appearance maker, Mick Mills. Seven million is. games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. 
um, more than Dean Lewington. I'm going to have to stick this on mute. These commentators. Um, look, we, we, we're going we're gonna to bring it up because Norwood's Twitter is always good fun, isn't it? Um, this has caused outrage um, amongst Ipswich fans. Um, and let's be honest, Seb, the standard for causing outrage on Twitter is A, incredibly low, and the standard... Uh, to cause outrage amongst <laughs> Ipswich Town fans on Twitter is is equally low. But um, uh, go on, I'll, I'll throw you this curveball. Um, talk to me about this tweet then, um, Seb. Well, I, you know, yet again, I think it's an example of somebody not thinking before they put something onto social media. I mean, there's every chance he might not know who the summariser is. Maybe it's on quiet in the background, etc. But I, I, I do think, you know, the all-time club appearance maker deserves a little bit more respect than a, you know, a, a striker and a side playing in the, the lowest league position for years, etc. I guess what he said potentially might not be incorrect. You know, everyone has their own personal opinion on commentary and whatnot. But to to, to put it on the into the social the social media platform like that to me seems a little bit disrespectful I would say Dave no I agree I mean people were saying uh, there, there were people on social media saying throughout about about Mick Mills um legend um about Mick Mills and um you know he's um trying to describe the formation well to be fair Mick Mills the formation changes so much during the game I think it's difficult for everybody to assess what the exact formation is um so there might be a bit there might be a bit of that in there but yeah he does that I I think I said you know he doesn't help himself on with that does he really you know there's just no um, need is there let's be honest no for god's sake you know we know and he's that's his way and he's been very active on social media ever since he joined the club you know with his sort of goal celebrations and stuff at the start of last season which was fine when we were up there and firing but um now i think it's sort of starting to wear a little bit a little bit thin amongst some some followers now i think there's this tension often and i have to say i think michael richards is absolutely brilliant when he makes oh, fun fantastic. of graham soonest and <laughs> Roy Keane and um, he's very funny because he'll say things like look these guys are going to talk about running around and commitment and you know all of this stuff but I'm going to tell you what actually gets said in a dressing room um, today sometimes and of course we Mick Mills obviously you know um, that I don't need to qualify it sometimes you do get um, maybe a little oversimplification and it's a, a a lot about team shape or an individual duel and um, the game playing out as if everyone's going to stay in their formations. But um, obviously we would all understand that um, as fans, we have a level of understanding that goes nowhere near either James Norwood's or certainly Mick Mill's understanding of what actually happens in a dressing room or, or on a pitch. But of course, um, yeah, the, presentation of yourself on on twitter but hey um he's free to say what free to say what he he I likes think, but i think ben someone once said it's all about opinions oh did they oh interesting I think so i think someone said that once interesting um let's have a look at twitter and this is going to get us into our next thing because um connor and flim flam flim fan easy <laughs> andy oliver there we go um we'll just say your name um, have made reference to Paul Cook, Dave, not doing a press conference yesterday. Um, uh, I think we're back into um, 
if you're nothing, on Twitter and, and the nothing ever, nothing the ever is here. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. There is um, there is a, there is a potential serious side to um, this if the um, doomsday scenario or worst case scenario. Well, um, the doomsday scenario is as we understand it, and as pretty much Matt Gill confirmed yesterday, who stood in for the post match interview, stood in for um, you know Cook's post match interview that. Um, the management team and the staff, as we understand it, had no idea that the that the takeover was going to happen as it did on Wednesday. Um, I think we read in between the lines, it seems that obviously when Paul Cook took the job, it was very much there and in, you know, in, in the media and out there. Um, and I think he was apparently he understood that it was going to be simple matter of investment from this consortium rather than a full takeover. So effectively, he's come in and accepted the job um, working for Marcus Evans. Um, and can I just quickly dive in, Dave? Hold your thought there. This is Paul Cook, who was doing a fantastic job at Wigan last season when a takeaway um, occurred. Take-away. And Wigan were... When a takeover occurred and Wigan were then immediately put into administration by their new owners. So forgive him for being a little bit um, insecure or anxious about a takeover. Absolutely quite right. There is a a backstory to that. Absolutely quite right. So first of all, he didn't do the press conference on Friday. Um, And again, I don't think perhaps you look too much into that. You know, it's been a big week and you think, okay, perhaps he's Friday. He's not doing it. He's spending more time another hour or so with the players out there. Um, Or in uh, meetings for about eight hours if you're... You're just your organisation has just been taken over. Absolutely, absolutely right. I think more of more of a shock, not a shock, more of a surprise was yesterday, where you know, so he hadn't done the press conference on Friday, and you would have expected him to come out and um, come out yesterday. Or admittedly, perhaps he, he, you can look at him, look at him with a feeling of, or maybe he just he's got a feeling of deja vu and Groundhog Day. It's another nil-nil draw. What have we got to speak about? Yes, I tried another formation. Yes, it didn't work again. I'm still trying, sort of thing. Um, or maybe he's finally lost his voice altogether. <laughs> I don't know. But um, no, you know, then, as Ben quite rightly said, looking at the backstory here with what happened at Wigan last season. Yeah, in- interesting. In- well, interesting. Look, we all want, you know, we all think, I think, majority of us all think Paul Cook's coming. It hasn't worked so far, but we think he's the right man, right man for the job with a clearing of the decks of the squad in the in the, um, in the the summer and getting his players in. Um <sighs> Ben, I, I, yeah, I don't know. This could go. Hopefully, the doomsday scenario isn't isn't what we think it might be. So well, he's, confer- he's, he's confirmed. He spoke to O'Leary, didn't he? They confirmed that at the press conference on Thingy Night. So he's had contact with the new owners. But oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but all, I think all the, all the that. yeah, yeah. I mean, all, all but all the media articles were saying it was a takeover. It wasn't yeah. a buy. You know, the Athletic was and very he, very he clear. Said, and he it's... kept he kept doing these wink wink nudge nudge yeah. comments coming and yeah. you know. Um, but Seb. If you're in his position and we've said the one attractive thing about working for Marcus Evans is that you're, it's old school. You're the yep. manager. You, you get the time, as Dave yep. says. You do everything. Um, if you are not aware that you're now going to be put into a structure with a CEO in between you and the ownership, what 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 would you do? Would you would you well, yeah, adapt, or would you if it's, if it's would you say I, been... I didn't sign up for this? 
Yeah, if it's exactly. not the job he's been sold, you know, if Evans has described a structure that he's perfectly comfortable working under, more of a more of a Mick kind of thing where he's responsible for everything in the club, you know, and delegates a few things to a few assistants. But in the space of four weeks, that that's not the gig anymore. You've got to report to a CEO, and I guess potentially Evans might have sold him a longer term plan. And I guess you know, with the new investment coming in, these guys are going to want success pretty quickly with it being a uh, an American kind of pension fund. You know, they don't they don't tend to mess around. They want their return on investments. Maybe he's thinking that's not the that. That's not the gig I've I've signed up for, which is very strange. I mean, I appreciate in a world of NDAs and stuff, you know, that certain things can't be said. But I, I can't imagine a world where Evans would, you know, not not reveal something to, and, and then let it go through with, with, with a, a risk like this. You know, it seems a it seems a very strange situation. And also, didn't Cook turn down the Bristol City job? We don't so know. Is there, okay, we, don't we don't know. know the, the thought but was is, the, is big, it, is the it, big link was Chris Hewton um, yeah. in summer with Mark Ashton. Yeah. And we heard all sorts of um, the the big links for Cook was Cardiff and Sheffield yeah. Wednesday, and apparently didn't want to work for Chan Siri or Vincent Tan. They yeah. did want to work for Marcus Evans. So, so I, don't yeah, I don't know. Has he, has he had a uh, maybe? He's not keen on the new. Maybe he doesn't mind the structure, but maybe he doesn't want Ashton. I, I don't know. We're all speculating, aren't we? we? Have to wait and see how it all how yeah. it all plays out. But you would hope, you know, this will be solved pretty quickly because all it takes is. But if he, if he did interview you, um, Seb, he would have been interviewed by Mark Ashton. Um, if he did interview yeah, for Bristol exactly. City, which he, yeah, um, so. if, if I'm Bristol City in summer, I'm I'm interviewing Paul Cook. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I, I don't know whether that happened or not. Someone 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 may um, may know more than I on this. But um, Dave, how do you um, how do you move forward from this? Is it as simple as a um, a statement from? O'Leary or or from Cook or or both. Well, I, mean, you... I mean, I've said you know in O'Leary's <clears throat> initial interview, I think there was um, you know it was mentioned and said no, you know Paul Cook was we were unanimous that Paul Cook was the man for the you know was was our both our both you know Marcus's choice and and the consortium's choice as well. So you know you've got that. So you yeah you would think that a statement should come out fairly fairly sharpish. It's yeah a bit a bit of a concern. I must have I must admit yeah. Um, Prepare the and emergency pod, I guess. <laughs> another emergency pod. And, and to be fair, to be fair, he doesn't, you know, Ashton, don't forget, Ashton still, as far as we understand, still hasn't been appointed. So he still really doesn't know his new boss is yet. Hmm. <laughs> Watch this. Watch this space. Let's I hope mean, it all works out in a lovely, productive way where um, we get a CEO appointed, whoever it is, and um, uh, a beautiful working relationship is then formed between... Paul Cook and said CEO. Okay. Um, let's just do another couple of um, questions here. Uh, we'll do Mullet's one. Um, Dobra and Nidham, only positives to take away from yesterday. Uh, talk a bit about Dobra and Nidham um, impact yesterday. Um, I think Dave's touched on it. So do you want to do that one, Seb? Yeah, yeah. Like I say, they were Dobra was the the surprise, I guess, from the from the lineup, and I thought he did well. He missed the chance in the first half, but he is a he is an exciting talent. Big move, big links in the in the past with Brighton and stuff moved away, so he's clearly highly rated. So I've got no issue with him being in the side because he can provide that potential spark. And really, really great to see Nidham back. I was at the uh, the Notts County preseason friendly where he got injured, horrible, and it was a horrible, horrible injury. And even the year before that, he kind of lost. He went on loan up in Scotland, didn't he, under Hurst, and didn't get any game time. So he's he's basically almost lost three years now of his of his career. 
career. So really great to see him back. I thought he did really well. And it wasn't Lambert almost training him up to become a left back in the in the preseason when he got injured. So potentially maybe he could start to no, look we were at, we were at that game said, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, County, it, was a, yeah. it was a horrible injury, wasn't it? So absolutely delighted for him. You know, he must have put in so much work and a, a real credit and a testament to him to come back. And mm. he did well. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a couple of starts before the end of the season. Um he, Sorry, go on, Dave, go on. No, he was always, as I said before, he was always well thought of by Dyer. Dyer always thought he was the one, wasn't he? You know, obviously that injury at such a young age is setting back. But yeah, I think Seb's right. It says a lot about his mental mental strength and 42 to, um, you know, to get him back to where he to where he is, you know, at least get him back to the first team. Yeah. Um, we've got a question from Chris East London Tractor Boy, but I'm not going to read it because I think there's something far more useful I can do if I've got the right person. Yes, I have. Um, so I'm sure a lot of you Ipswich fans will have seen this. Um, so Chris obviously had some awful news back in 2012, losing a very young um, son. Um, and he's going to be doing the London Marathon. So it's probably far more worthwhile me reading that out. I know we've shared it um, on the pod or through the Twitter before, but um, there is his Twitter at uh, at L-U-D-A at Luda, Chris Wade, and you can sponsor him via uk.virginmoneygiving.com slash Tyler underscore 10 years. I don't think um, we can do uh, too much more than give that a plug. And obviously, I'm finding it quite difficult to talk about, as you no, can hear. Good so, luck, good luck um, Chris. Yeah, good luck, absolutely. mate. It's, I mean, it's coming up soon, isn't it? It's end of the month. Is it London Marathon? Usually Normally, yeah. towards the end of April, isn't it? I guess and not in a normal... <laughs> oh yeah, a normal year. I assume it is, but yeah, great. Good luck with all that. Brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah. What is normal? Right, I'm back. <laughs> I'm okay. I hope we do. I hope we've done a, a good plug there. Um, and let's have a little look at the league table. Um, joy of all joys, if I can press the correct button. So um, after yesterday, by the way, sorry. Thank you for all the questions that came in yesterday at Blue Monday ITFC um, as ever. So ridiculously, and we've said maddeningly um, in in many ways because it um, it's the hope that kills you, isn't it? Uh, Ipswich are still in with a chance of the playoffs here. Um, eighth position, sixty points, four unbeaten. If my glass is incredibly half um, full, with three <laughs> nil draws in there, I think Joe sarcastically <laughs> tweeted, "Well, the defence is playing well, aren't they?" Um, but uh, Charlton had a great win yesterday, didn't yeah, they, um, yeah. at Sunderland. Lincoln yeah. continued to stink the place out. I'm sure Oxford's absolute decimation of crew didn't go unnoticed yesterday as they slide into 59 points. Pompey lost at home to Burton. New manager, bounce, new manager, schmounce. Um, Blackpool, <laughs> um, that was a big game at the top. Um <clears throat> Was it Blackpool and Lincoln? They drew, didn't they? Two, uh, two. They, yeah, two. Yeah, they played each other. Um, and obviously, Sunderland, uh, Peterborough <laughs> and Hull are, are um, uh, away with the fairies um, miles ahead of us. So, um, it's just 
so odd, Dave, that they're still in with a chance. Low tide doesn't even begin to describe the total that sixth place might have this season in the playoffs. A, it's such a crap division, isn't it? I mean, it just sums it up. I mean, look at the run of form Lincoln have been on for Christ's sake. I mean, look at it. You know, they're still there. Um, you know, Burton, you know, Pompey, four wins on the spin under the Cowleys. And, okay, Burton, who had been, I mean, I, I think um, the guy on the quest said last night, he said something like, unbelievable, 35 points out of 51 since Hasselbank. Unbelievable <laughs> stuff. Um yeah, we we still we are still there. And it's just so few. And, you know, Roch, a goal against Rochdale, a goal yesterday, sixty four points. You're you're in. You're you're in, you're in and rolling. Um, oh mate. Um, you know, and look, the opportunity's still there, but we need to we need to just to get we need to get Norwood back on the pitch as soon as possible because he's he is our a bit like Star Wars. He's like what Obi Wan going over you. You he is our only hope, isn't he? He really is because no well, one else is going to. If you look at those, look at the goals there, the tally. Only if you look down that list, only Bristol Rovers and Northampton have scored less goals than us in the Except, entire league. You know, we say three points, but again, you know, if it's that tight, it's an extra point, isn't it? You know, yeah. three a goal difference it's, of yeah, three. You know, Lincoln City, Lincoln City up, it's fifteen. Portsmouth, Pompey, fifteen. Blackpool, seventeen, twenty-nine. Okay, thirty-two and thirty-nine. Peterborough, Peterborough, Hull. But you know, and even at the Oxford game, it's that tight. Six goals yesterday. That didn't do us any favours. They're now no. on eleven, so eight better than us. So it's it's three, it's four points, really, isn't it? It's, oh, blimey, you know, we're we're just letting this slip through our fingers, and it's so frustrating. So frustrating. It's just there, isn't it? If we want it and we were half competent, it is there to be taken. We just can't seem to to get ourselves over the line. It's it's crazy that it's still in touch despite I mean, us being so, so poor. I mean, I suppose, you know, there is talk. Again, I think Gil was asked yesterday about, the again, the availability of Norwood and potentially, <laughs> I will throw that in, Vincent Young for Tuesday. And he didn't dismiss that, did he? But, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> frustrating, incredible. I, frustrating. I always... When I'm looking at league tables, guys, and, and you see a situation like this, I always think, where's the gap going to be? Because you, you look at this and there's there'll always be, before the end of the season, someone, it may be one team, it may be two or three teams, will we'll win some games and move up. And somewhere in there, unless you get, um, look at the championship table in 2012-13 when Peterborough got relegated with 51 points and Cardiff won the whole league with 87 and the whole thing's like that. There'll yeah, always be a gap. And it's just, are you on the right side of the gap? You know, three or four point gap will, and we don't know whether it will be between fifth and um, sixth, which we kind of hope because that would facilitate the low total or whether the tide will rise together and someone will get. Um, but the at the moment, I mean, the idea of four teams um, getting above 75 in the playoffs seems far-fetched, doesn't it? I mean, Looking at it, Ben, this week will sort us out. I mean, perhaps we say that every week, but away game at Wimbledon, they're just knocked in five yesterday. They're on a bit of a roll. And then the the game is obviously Charlton next Saturday, isn't it? You know, you go there, you don't get anything from the Wimbledon game. I'm not sure if Charlton are playing midweek, but you lose at Charlton and, uh, yeah, okay, mathematically it won't, but momentum-wise and everything else, it will be over, won't it? But yeah, I mean, if, if it goes to six, but, six or seven know, points, Ipswich, then, yeah. This is Ipswich, but, but yeah, you know, don't you? I, but, it's, um, yeah, if you if you did get your four points, if you beat Wimbledon and um, drew at Charlton, oh yeah, you're still going to be there. You're going to be there on the cusp of it again. Sixty-four it's... with five games to go, <laughs> and then you're like, okay, can you can you get eight points from the last games? 
And, and then you're, and over, like, you know, you're over 70 and you're in with a chance. This is the ridiculous thing. And we get to this point in the podcast and it's like, look, can we either be in the playoffs or be miles away from it? <laughs> and, 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 and does history tell us, Ben, I mean, maybe we didn't have much momentum going in 14, 15, but every other season we've been in the playoffs, we've actually been ripping it up and on a roll, haven't and we, Dave, pretty much? Um, history tells us that season was a ridiculous high tide because Wolves got 70 seven or something and didn't get in so yeah, that was the, the um, hardest season game. points wise yeah it was, get, yeah. i know there was some whipping boys down at the bottom that was the hardest season points wise to to get in there so yeah, we, i mean do lose a bit of momentum yeah we were going into that with not great form were we but um yeah i mean certainly you know we remember the playoffs under royal and certainly certainly under burley we were pretty much had momentum going steamrolling everybody going into them weren't we um you know, no matter what, I can't believe that would be like that this season. But you know, the frustrating thing is, it's there. It's yeah, oh, yeah. But best case, a couple of results, it's yours. But we no, just no, you can't said do it. You're can't dead do right because can right, the league is so poor, rubbish, and so up it? and just, down. Just, yeah. I hate to rain on everyone's par- parade, though. But on, best ben. case scenario feels like sixth place, and then it's Sunderland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do, do, do but you know, got, I mean? you know, you've got nothing to lose, have you? You know, you Sunderland, you got. And a, yeah. and, a, and a spirited playoff loss. I'm not saying it would be, but across the legs, right. a spirited playoff loss going into it's the summer a, it's an, it's, is a real big lift for everybody, isn't it? You know, rather right. than finish Steph, seventh right. and it kind of peters out, yeah. finish yeah. sixth, draw at, at Portman Road, lose by one goal at the stadium, like whatever. You know, yeah. we've got a bit of fight and a bit of character and a bit of show. Suddenly, you know, season tickets might shoot up. You know, people might want to come and join us. I think I think it would make a real, real difference. I, I yeah, don't think right. we'd win in the playoffs if we if we got <laughs> in at all. I think we'd be I think we'd be a, a, bit, a, bit, a bit of cannon fodder almost. But it would it could be such a lift if we can give a half decent account of ourselves i mean looking at those stats there i mean the, the league you know blackpool i mean i know you know since the new year they've been ripping it up but they only conceded 35 goals six of those were against us yeah. Yeah. none of them wanted grayson as well did they yeah there we go um right boys brilliant stuff we're coming up for the hour so we will wrap up there um right we've got so much stuff to plug it's ridiculous now so bear with us um chicken hyphenipswich.co.uk is your favorite chicken bm20 is your discount code you can support the podcast via the acast support facility download the acast app listen to us on acast nice and clean user interface i'm not just saying that because we're um we're on their service but really really good and if you strike that support button you can donate to the pod and support our work this podcast will always be free but we do incur a fair few costs for equipment and um now we do it live we need the um the software or the um, subscription to do this. So your support is greatly, greatly appreciated. You can also support over on YouTube at the Blue Monday YouTube channel via Super Chat. Um, Again, that is absolutely free over there. Go and hit subscribe, ring the bell for notifications. Um, If you want to see our live streams, you have to be on either YouTube or on Twitter at Blue Monday ITFC. We do put them down Facebook as well. Um, you can go down our Facebook, but most people tend to do um, Twitter or YouTube for those. So do get involved. And Dave, you'll be back with me on Tuesday night. Old school. Old school. After Tuesday. the Wimbledon game, which is a 6.30 kickoff. So um, around half past eight, we'll try and get on as soon as the final whistle goes. and. Lots of content this weekend and this past week. And I can barely remember all of what we've done. So there was the Rochdale pod last week. There was the live reaction to the takeover with myself and Joe and Craig. 
Richard's um, talk with Nick Ames from The Guardian and um, now this podcast as well. So, look, we know there's a lot out there and we really, really appreciate your support. There's there's about three hours of content of ours certainly, you certainly can listen ben to. Looking at it, other, other potential exciting stuff in the offing as well. Nice. I'm sure you'll tell me about that when we end this call. Um, sounds good, Dave. Um, uh, Seb, plug your, plug your Twitter and what you've got going on. Just at brownes08. That's it. Great stuff. Um, Dave? At David Diamond 3. Before you say it, I very rarely tweet anything, but that's um, that's my Twitter address. <laughs> Unbelievable. You can follow me at Benjamin Bloom. I tweet lots of stuff, but I'm quite annoying. So um, you'll probably not. follow me and then either follow and mute because um, you don't want to upset me or then just un- unfollow. You know, I don't, don't, want, don't want to hear from this guy. What, what am I getting out of this? Um, you can also... Um, subscribe to my own personal YouTube channel, which is the Benjamin Bloom Football Channel, which um, talks about something far and wild and far away, the <laughs> championship, which hopefully we'll be back in um, one land. day. Yeah, the fabled land. Um, I don't know if it warrants a crap this week, does it, Dave? No, I don't think it does. No, Ben, no. I, I, I feel in a, um, no. an anti-crap mood this week. Okay. Well, what, what are you going to say then? <sighs> Favourite chicken? <laughs> All right, then. I should have been ready to hit the button. And thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks for watching or listening to the Blue Monday podcast. And thanks to those of you who have kindly supported the channel via Acast or YouTube donations. You can follow us at the usual places on social media. And don't forget to subscribe so that you get our new shows first. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.